T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Those mid swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Let's go. Now, from Cardinals Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida, and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, here's Matt Pauley. We do welcome you in on a Monday night. It is Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, the home of Cardinals Spring Training. Cardinals, they pick up a win today as they knock off the New York Mets. They win by a 12-7 score. They're 2-1 in Grapefruit League play, and they are going to get back at it coming up tomorrow when they are going to take on the Washington Nationals. Tomorrow will be their first game away from Roger Dean Stadium. Not their first road game for say they played the Marlins as a road team but they share Roger Dean Stadium so tomorrow will be their first game away from Roger Dean Stadium and uh, but yeah the Cardinal you mostly good stuff going on right now Brendan Donovan hit a home run uh, he along with Dylan Carlson had uh, three RBIs just uh, good stuff uh, for the most part of the way around now players are starting to leave for the World Baseball Classic so just kind of a, a weird spring training in the sense the guys are coming and going and, and it's been going on for a while, but uh, there's also some normalcy to it. I was actually talking with uh, Carl Ravitch, who had the game for uh, ESPN. And, uh, he just kept commenting about how nice it was for things to uh, feel normal. So Cardinal spring training underway. Spring training games are underway. Uh, coming up this hour in our next segment, in just a few minutes, actually, we are going to be joined by uh, Polo Asensio, Spanish language broadcaster for the Cardinals. The first ever Cardinals spring training Spanish language broadcast took place on uh, Saturday for the opener. So we'll talk about the importance of that and just a little bit about this team with uh, Polo Asensio. Always uh, love being able to talk to him. Also, uh, we'll hear from uh, manager Oliver Marmel. We'll do what we normally do, uh, replaying some of his comments from earlier in the day, and we'll clearly get into the C.B. Bucknor situation. Uh, maybe the biggest uh, story going on with this team right now, Oliver Marmel and C.B., they did shake hands earlier today as C.B. was back umpiring a Cardinals game, and uh, Marmel went out and exchanged lineup cards, and uh, he was the one who gave his hand to Buckner, and Buckner reciprocated, and they did shake hands, and that was arguably the thing that uh, was most being looked forward to uh, for the uh, for the day, and that's, uh, yeah, we, we got what we wanted, I guess, uh, a handshake between the two. Really cool weekend. I uh, wanted to just start out the program giving kudos, giving accolades to um, St. Louis City SC. 
as they pick up the 3-2 win against Austin. What a way to start the existence of a franchise. And MLS history will tell you that expansion franchises tend not to have all that much success. So we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Maybe this is going to be the exception to the rule. Uh, Things a little bit different because of the pandemic. Uh, City was able to put together kind of their infrastructure for an extra year. But whether they don't lose or don't win another match this year, for them to, they can never have that taken away. They open up their existence with a victory. And uh, that was really cool. That was a great moment. Now let's see if they can do it coming up on Saturday. They are going to have the home opener on Saturday night. They are set to match up against Charlotte. That's going to be a 7.30 start. Uh, If you cannot get into City Park, and there's going to be a lot of people who can't get in, uh, we'll have it for you on our sister station, Y98. But just a time for uh, St. Louis sports fans, St. Louisans, to come together and really celebrate as uh, City SC had just a, a fantastic debut as they pick up that win against a pretty good Austin team, uh, 3-2 on Saturday night. All right, we will take a break, and uh, when we return, we will hear from uh, Polo Asensio, Cardinal Spanish-language broadcaster. Joins us next at Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back on Sports Open Line here on KMOX, continuing to broadcast from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, home of Cardinals Spring Training. Cardinals pick up a win earlier today as they defeat the New York Mets. They are now 2-1 and one in Grapefruit League play. As the game was going on, I got the chance to uh, talk with Polo Asensio. We've had Polo on a few times here on the program. He is the Spanish-language play-by-play broadcaster for uh, the Cardinals, and uh, they did something cool this year. They did a spring training game as they had the spring training opener on Spanish radio. First time a Spanish uh, language broadcast has ever been a spring training game. They've done a fair amount of regular season games, but they've never done a spring training game, so it just continues to kind of show uh, the expansion of what is uh, going on on that side of things, which is really, really cool. Always love talking with Polo. He is just an absolute bundle of energy. So I talked to him uh, earlier today, wanted to play our conversation, 
in a true polo fashion. He opened up by uh, talking about how nice the weather is down here in Jupiter. Not to brag about it, not to rub it in, but it's about 80 degrees. It's sunny, a little breezy. Having fun, man. I mean, spring training, baseball's uh, rolling, the players are playing, we are talking. It's a good time. You made a little bit of history the other day. The uh, There's never been a Spanish-language broadcast of a spring training game, and you and Benji uh, did spring training opener, the opener together. What does that just mean to you as the, the Spanish language, the Cardinales, all that continues to really expand? I like the, the, the way you say Cardinales. That's good. That's good. Everybody tells me, hey, Cardinales, this, Cardinales, that. I'm like, it's, it's more than baseball, right? Like, and what I mean is, Cardenales is everywhere. Yeah, you know, the, the jersey says Cardinals. Once a year says Cardenales. But at the end, we're all the same brand. We're all pulling for the same team. And we are all part of this history that started in 2016. Now we're in 2023. Our first ever uh, spring training game was a blast. It was fast. As you, as you know, nowadays baseball is really, really fast. And it's just the beginning of something new. You know, it's the beginning of something new that started in 2016 so hopefully next year we do a little more and we're moving we're moving we're moving for the for the organization for the team for the for the crowd for the 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 population for the latino community not only in st louis but around st louis and throughout the world i mean every time we we call a game regular season playoffs whatever and this time spring training people will be texting us or, or tweeting at us or instagram even though it's a little harder nowadays to read all those messages because the game is going on, but believe me, we read them, and when we have a chance, we read them on air. Excited. Excited and happy to keep doing this, and like I said, hopefully this is just the beginning of something, the beginning of a new beginning, and next season we do a little more, but hey, uh, excited and happy. Benji was, I am, and I say was because he left uh, yesterday. I leave tomorrow. But it's, it's, it's good. We, we love it, and thank you. Thank you, gracias to everybody. Cardinal Nation, you guys have been great with us, and this is just uh, another step. I hope this is appropriate for me to say I'm a big fan of representation. I have a daughter, and I love it when women are in positions that aren't like the standard things, like in sports or, or whatever, because then it's a chance for her to like project herself out. So using that kind of thinking, I can only think of the – the young boy, the young girl, Latin American descent, speaks Spanish. They got somebody to, to look up to, and they got something to look up to. If they want to get into broadcasting, if they want to broadcast baseball and they're in St. Louis, they get to listen to you guys, and I think that's really cool. That is exactly, and you said it perfectly. Don't worry about it. Um, um, last season, I started a ticket program with Cardinals Care, and my only request was when I pr- approached them, I want to have those groups come to the stadium, be mostly Latinos. Nothing against anybody. Like you said, we are, you know, made in different shapes and forms and everything. And um, last year we did four groups throughout the season. They get early access to the stadium, BP access. They get the game, Los Pajaritos, the the Polo are coming back next season. And uh, this season, and one kid, one day when we were talking, he was not interested in talking to the players. He didn't care about the players. He loved that he was being there. But he wanted to talk to me. And, I'm, you know, players will come over, you know, Yepes or, or Gio Gallegos. They'll come over, sign, sign baseballs. And the kid, he was not interested. I'm like, you, don't, you didn't have a ball. I have, you want, I have one for you. You need a pen. He's like, no, I want to talk to you. I want to know what you're talking about, what, what, you are, what you are about. And I said, why? And his answer was, because I want to be like you when I grow up. Then that took me back a little, you know, to what you just said. It's like, wow. Okay, little kids are looking up to me 
uh, doing this thing in the broadcast booth for the Cardinals or perhaps any any other uh, team or, or sport. And I told them, look, you don't you don't want to be like me. You need to be better than me. You want to be better than me because that's the way we all move forward. Not only be like somebody, but be better. A better person, a better human being, a better broadcaster. And, and that is very important to have Spanish in St. Louis and, and, and most of, of baseball and have those little kids, not only in the United States, but Mexico, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, República Dominicana, listen to our broadcast. And one day for them to know that not necessarily, you don't necessarily need to be the faster, the strongest, the better pitcher, the better runner, the better hitter in your little league team in your country, but you can be that kid that starts learning the game early and one day you can make it to the big leagues or perhaps, you know, minor leagues and then big leagues in the broadcast booth. So, so yeah, that, what you said is it, perfect. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a big responsibility and we have a lot of fun with it and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take on and, and whatever comes next, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit it out of the park, no pun intended. Polo Sincio, Spanish language broadcaster for the Cardinals, continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. Uh, this team, obviously, tons of success last year, not a lot of postseason success. Uh, this offseason, the big move is uh, they bring in a, a Wilson Contreras. What, what are kind of your general thoughts on where this team is at right now? We're, we're talking in the middle of spring training game number three. I like it. I really do like this team. And, yeah, it's been talked about a lot. You know, the World, World Baseball Classic, the Cardinals sending 17, 18 players throughout all over the world to play, well, there's going to be a lot of really young players getting a lot of at-bats. And that is going to make for an exciting spring training. When we start the spring training, if there was no WBC, you think, oh, okay, well, we pretty much have our, our outfielder set, our infielder set, our catcher, of course, Willie Wilson Contreras, and our pitching staff, they're getting there. But now with Nolan, not that anybody's going to take Nolan's spot or Goldie's spot or Edmund's spot, but who knows, right? Somebody might open eyes. Like last year was Yepes, it was Donovan, it was Palante. At the beginning of spring training, nobody knew who Palante was. Nobody knew who Donovan was. We heard about Yepes a little bit, but they showed up. So let's see who, what group of kids takes that opportunity and, and just goes with it. And I think that the, the, the middle of spring training, uh, cactus, uh, uh, Grapefruit League, sorry, um, goes on. Those guys are going to have a lot of at-bats. And it's going to make it very interesting with the O'Neills and the Nude Bars and everybody else comes back and see what the situation is at that moment. I like it. I like this team. I like what I see. And a lot of people are, oh, we didn't make any change. We didn't make any, any big, uh, big signings. I think we made the biggest signing of all of, of, of uh, the offseason because bringing in a catcher of that caliber puts you basically where you were before when you had Yadier Molina here. You don't really need to go back and try to learn or try to find somebody else. This guy is going to be here for five years. If he stays healthy, and I think he will, that's, that's what we needed. That's what we needed. That's what we have. And I'm excited. And, and watch out because even though we don't have the $350 million 10-year contracts here uh, with, with our roster right now, I, I think we have a, a billion-dollar team that can make it all the way. When you're spending a day with Benji, how many times does he get asked about how Yadier is doing? You know what? I, I was very surprised. Not a lot. Like once in a while, right? Let me tell you what happens. I think people confuse me, call me more Benji. Like they, they hey, Benji, Benji. That Benji was asked about, about Yadi. And today, you know, some people were asking me about Yadi. I'm like, oh, you know what? I talked to him this morning. And they started laughing. I'm like, okay. And then, I'm like, ah. and then I said again, yeah, you know, he's happy. And the guy's like, did you really? Look at this guy. You really talked to Yadi? I'm like, well, I didn't really talk to him, but I, we, we traded messages. So I showed him the messages like, oh, 
you are not kidding. I'm like, no, why would I be kidding, you know? Uh, the guy's fine. He's having fun. He just managed in Venezuela. He's going to manage Team Puerto Rico. And eventually, I don't know if this season, but eventually he's going to come back to, to spring training and just, you know, talk about talk about catching. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting when um, it's like I, I told Benji, like, you know what? You just need a script and, like, like put it, give it around, like like flyers. When somebody asks about you, hey, here, here it is, here it is. Because, you know, he's, he's fine, he's good, and we're fine, we're good, and we're happy. I'm, I know I'm happy for Yadi, and hopefully he enjoys retirement. You mentioned the WBC from a player getting more at-bats in spring perspective because guys are gone. What about the guys who go to the WBC? What does that do for them? It, I think it boosts their nationality, their passion. Not that they need that. Uh, like today on the fields, I was talking to Gio and Giovanni Gallegos and, and, and Cabrera, and they were coming off one of the drills. And, you know, I, I have my camera, my, my, my video, and I was taking video of them. Next thing you know, uh, Giovanni starts doing what you're doing to me right now. He, with his hand, he mimics a microphone. He starts asking Cabrera about the WBC. And, the, you know, he did a, a quick three-question three interview, Giovanni to Cabrera, about the WBC. And, and that, if that doesn't tell you, me, and everybody else that those guys really embrace the opportunity to represent their country, I don't know what else. Um, I know that they're already talking a little trash, you know, Gio with Arenado and with Goldschmidt uh, because they're going to face each other in, in, in Arizona, Mexico against the USA, and then Canada is going to be there with O'Neill. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've been part of, of uh, most of the WBC uh, uh, classics in the past, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the, the stands are crazy. I know uh, Arizona is going to be crazy with Mexico and USA, but here in Miami with Puerto Rico and Dominican, if you have a chance, if you're here in Jupiter, if you have a chance to drive down to Miami and, and attend one of those games, you should do it because it's something that you're not, you're not going to forget and some, something you are going to want to experience again. Polo, thanks so much for the time. Anytime, Matt, and let's go. Gracias, Cardenales. That was Polo Asensio, Spanish language broadcaster for the Cardinals, and we appreciate uh, being able to uh, spend some time with him earlier today as the Cardinals were uh, playing their game against the New York Mets, a game that the Cardinals did end up winning. And, uh, yeah, we saw Brendan Donovan hit another home run. Uh, he now has two this spring. Dylan Carlson put a really good swing on the bat. It was fun seeing Tink Hintz pitch. Uh, Mason Wynn continues to hit the ball hard. So there's a lot more good stories than not-so-good stories uh, coming out of Cardinals camp right now. And speaking of those stories, we'll go through a number of them. It is uh, that time of the show where we go back through what uh, Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel had to say when speaking with the media, both pregame and postgame today. We'll playing, uh, bring you some of the audio from both of his uh, media conferences. So we will do that next as we continue on with the program in just a moment. From the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, home of Cardinals Spring Training. My name is Matt Pauley. As always, if you want to chime in, you can do so, especially on Twitter at Matt Pauley on air. I know a lot of people listen to the show uh, after it airs live, and maybe you got comments on something that I say. We can always continue the conversation on Twitter. Find me there at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And if you follow along, you get uh, a lot of Cardinal stuff during the day, like you would have seen just moments after it happened. You would have seen Oliver Marmel shaking the hand of uh, umpire C.B. Bucknor earlier today. More on that coming up in just a little bit. We are uh, to the point of the program. Always enjoy doing this kind of 
every day here at spring training, there's a bunch of different kind of like storylines or narratives that we're going through. And I always like being able to uh, go back through uh, some of the uh, things that were said by manager Oliver Marmel, playing those for you, giving my comments on them, but uh, just uh, giving you an opportunity to uh, listen through uh, what uh, Oliver Marmel had to say. Uh, was at uh, two separate media sessions with him today, one before the game, one after the game. So some of these cuts are from his pregame session. Some of the cuts are from his postgame session. Let's start um, with the way today's game was set up and the implication of today's game being set up the way it was. Connor Thomas started for the Cardinals. Now today is a Jack Flaherty day, but Flaherty did not start. Instead, what they did with him is they ran a sim game on the backfields where Flaherty pitched. So Thomas ended up getting the start while Flaherty pitched uh, on the backfields, and uh, Marmel explained why they had Thomas pitching in the game and why they had Flaherty working on the backfields. It's a combination of um, what the player wants and collaborating with their program and making sure that they are good with the progression of not only pitches, but how you control that. Like yesterday, Verhagen threw five pitches, right? And we, we go to the next guy because we got to stay on, on track with, with our guys. This allows him to, to build up properly in a controlled environment before we throw him out here on the in the stadium. And it also gives Connor a chance to, to be on, on, on this stage and uh, see how that cutter plays. As far as that backfield work went, uh, obviously Marmel was pretty happy with uh, how Flaherty was able to perform today. Yeah, it went really well. Two innings. And uh, B-Low looked good. He was able to hit his spots. Off-speed stuff was there. Um, we try to mimic a game as much as possible. And Jack looks like he's in a really good spot. Guys are starting to leave for WBC camp as they uh, join their teams, especially players who are playing for teams uh, far, far away, like Lars Newtbar and also Tommy Edmond. Let's start with uh, Lars Newtbar. So he's going to be away from camp now. Today was his last day in camp, and uh, he leaves. Uh, and Marmel was very happy with the amount of work that Newtbar had put in in front of him leaving for the WBC. Now he's put in a turn of work. He's gone about it really well. It's really good to see when you see the way and this is part of the conversation there when you see the way Nolan goes about it every day and the way Goldie goes about it every day and you start to see these little disciples of both of them in Donovan and and Newt Bar um, really change the way they approach their day-to-day work and the the focus and intensity behind every rep it's fun because that's how culture is created is your best players work hard and your young players take note and, and follow and that's what we have going, but Newpar's been phenomenal in the way he's approached everything. Edmund didn't play today, but he did go out and take part in pregame activities, so he was taking ground balls and doing things like that. He's got a 15 and a half hour flight. 15 and a half hour flight and he was working uh, earlier today and uh, Marmel made it really clear that he felt like that was pretty darn impressive that he made the decision to do that in front of the long flight. It would have been really easy for him to get us at bats yesterday, pack up, have some lunch today and go to the airport Um, but it just shows that there's a real commitment. Um, It's hard to match our clubhouse at the moment. Andre Pallante also going to be leaving camp as he takes part uh, in the WBC as well. He may be a starter in the World Baseball Classic, but he's not going to go deep into games. Uh, The Cardinals have been able to uh, work out a situation where uh, Pallante is not going to be stretched out too much at the WBC. WBC, they're looking to use him for about 45 pitches, Um, so he'll be 
he'll be able to do that. But our hope is to keep him there and not extend them much further than that. Let's get into the game from today. The Cardinals get the win against the Mets 12-7. Brendan Donovan had a really nice day. He goes two for three, hits a home run. He has three RBIs. The home run, his second of spring. He is the only Cardinal to hit multiple home runs so far in spring. And uh, Marmel said that Donovan did a ton of work in the offseason, and we're now seeing the results of it. That was a focus for him is not only increasing bat speed, but being able to handle the inner part of the plate um, in order to go back to what his strength is, which is uh, being able to spray the ball throughout the whole field. And he's shown a couple of examples of being able to um, put a charge to the middle of the field to pull side. So it's good. Another player who's looking to really uh, come on strong this year and who Bluntly is kind of fighting for his job, especially if a Jordan Walker were to make the team. You don't know what that would mean exactly for uh, Dylan Carlson. Carlson drives in three, had a one hit today. It was a double. It was a really hard hit ball. And uh, when Marmel was talking about that, talked about just how good of an offensive player Carlson can be. He's shown the ability to do that from time to time as he continues to add strength and overall uh, bat speed. Um, I think we'll we'll see a little bit of what we saw today, but our hope is that he's able to continue doing that and sustains it. Nolan Gorman did not have a hit today, but for the most part, he's been pretty darn impressive at the plate here through the uh, first few games. He's also been impressive at second base. That's a big thing for him. Uh, it's a tiny sample size, and he's not known as a defensive second baseman, but you wouldn't know it based off what we've seen so far. He has been uh, really, really good, and Marmel just reiterated something that he has uh, really said throughout uh, most of spring. They're really excited to see what Gorman's going to be able to do. It's a real bat we can use it and uh, especially when you look at him truly addressing the whole top of the zone fastball velo deal um, we're seeing some really good he looks different it's just that's the reality he looks different and he's going to play different and we're already seeing it more impressive like when we talk about being a smart team and being a relentless team that at bat he took yesterday where he's fouling pitches off and then he gets that change of down in the zone and is able to stay on it enough to get a base hit and keep everything going like that's a big deal, and when you have nine guys doing that, that's a tough lineup to face. So um, not only addressing the high fastball, but the adjustability in his swing, it looks different, and uh, we're excited about it. This game almost, almost went three hours, two hours and 59 minutes. It comes in just one minute short. Obviously, the uh, one of the big storylines in spring so far has been the duration of games. And this game today did feel like it was dragging just a little bit compared to uh, some of the uh, other games we've seen. Marmel made the point, though, because once you get into the regular season, there's going to be some other things going on, whether it's replay review, stuff like that. So this whole 220, 225, two, uh, sub-230 thing that we've seen uh, for most games throughout spring training, he doesn't expect that to continue on once the regular season starts. We're going to see way more changes yeah. um, in the regular season and you're going to stop everything to review certain calls and um, so yeah it'll be I think the pace is obviously going to be quicker there's no that's a, that's for sure but uh the 226s of the world I'm not sure about those want to spend some time talking about young players uh, you know you I thought you know Mason Wynn goes um, one for three today on his two outs he hit the ball hard uh, we've talked a lot about Jordan Walker Walker had the home run on Sunday 
that traveled 430 feet and went off the bat at 109 miles per hour. Uh, Tink Hens is somebody else that lots of reasons to be excited about him. Hens and Wynn aren't really competing for roster spots right now. They're not there quite yet. Walker uh, obviously is, but we got to see Tink Hens pitch uh, on Monday earlier today, and he hit 97 on the gun. He doesn't give up a hit. Uh, Marmel said that he really enjoys being able to watch uh, Hens go out there and pitch. It's electric. It's real. It's fun to watch. Um, his demeanor just goes along well with that arm. Uh, I just like, there's a lot of things I like about him. But um, first time out, you can tell he was amped, overcooked the changeup, but um, his other stuff is pretty good. Yeah, it's fun to watch. So you look at this organization right now, and I know when, when we start talking about prospects and we start talking about young players, there's always the, the, the group of people in the fan base that – don't really care about the prospects and just want to see things happening at the big league level right now. Well, the way you win for most teams, including the Cardinals, you can you can add via trade and you can add via free agency, but you always need to be producing high-level talent. And the Cardinals are in a really good spot right now because it looks like Jordan Walker is going to be uh, a super high-level talent. And we could probably say the same thing about Tink Hentz and about uh, Mason Wynn. And, and Marmel made the point that he really likes where the organization is at right now when it comes to both winning at the major league level and having success at the major league level while there's also a ton of prospect talent. We're in a good spot as an organization because our big league team is good. And we have a lot of young talent also coming through um, on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good feeling to know that these young guys are being prepared and have ownership over their, their stuff the way they do. When we talk about these young players, it just – you talk to Jordan Walker, and I've tweeted this out. I've said this. I'll just keep repeating it. He just oozes superstar. Everything about him – He's a big dude. He talks well. He looks you in the eye. Uh, he says all the right things. I mean, there is he hasn't done a single thing wrong yet. It is so much fun uh, just to kind of watch the whole Jordan Walker uh, experience. And Marmel did say that today young players, they're, they're really more and more impressive. Surprises me, no. Impresses me, yes. Um, our minor league system does a really good job of, of showing these guys what it looks like once they get here. And I think that's why our group actually contributes immediately because th- there is the performance side of having the, the skill set, but also how you handle yourself in high-stake environments and when things don't go your way. And I think our, our minor league staff does a really good job of, of making that important. And part of the young players being more and more impressive probably goes along with this next thing that Marmel said, that uh, these young players, they're really being given more of an opportunity in today's Major League Baseball. I'm not sure if they're different other than, like, the industry has changed and given those guys a, an opportunity sooner. So it's it's incorrect in saying that you don't develop guys at the big league level, which we've heard that a ton. If you even go back a decade, it's like, no, you got your veteran group up here and once you're ready for the big leagues, you get here. Well, guys get here, and they're, they're still learning quite a bit, and that's across the entire industry. So it's, it's an advantage when you have a staff that 
not only knows how to teach, but loves teaching when you look out onto that field because these guys are continuing to grow day-to-day at the big league level. And the Cardinals certainly are in that uh, group of teams that are giving young players an opportunity. They have to be ready to take it, though. They have to be ready to contribute the moment they get to the major league level, and that's something that Marmel says the Cardinals do a really good job at. They are very good at making sure that young players are ready to play in the organization. It's hard for me to think that it's it's being matched elsewhere, the intentionality behind some of the fundamentals and just the way these guys teach the game and uh, just getting guys ready both emotionally um, but also the, the, the mental side of it so that when they do get to the big leagues they know how to act um, and handle adversity and contribute uh, pretty quickly and I think we've seen our guys contribute very quickly once we get them up top. So that was Oliver Marmel. He was asked a lot of questions, a lot of questions about what happened with uh, C.B. Bucknor. He had uh, made some uh, comments about the umpire earlier in the weekend after Bucknor refused to shake his hand. What do you know? Buckner, two games later, was back uh, working the game as an umpire for a Cardinals game. We saw, uh, we saw Oliver Marmel go out to exchange lineup cards. He could have stayed in the dugout. He chooses to go out, and uh, he extends his hand to C.B. Bucknor and Bucknor. Uh, extends his hand back to Marmel, and they do shake hands. Uh, Marmel didn't say much, but he did say this about the decision to once again extend his hand out to C.B. Bucknor. I was raised and brought up by this organization to do exactly what I did today. You go to home plate, you hand the lineup card, and you shake the hands of the four umpires that are running that game. And with that, I want to get more into the C.B. Bucknor situation. So we'll take a break, we'll come back, and I'll tell you really what uh, I feel about the way things went down over the course of the weekend uh, with C.B. Bucknor and why what he did absolutely crossed a line that you cannot cross as an umpire. We'll do that coming up in just a moment. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. This is Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We are into the final segment of today's Sports Open Line here on KMOX, broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter and Cardinals Spring Training. Just to give you an idea of what the schedule looks like for the rest of this week, we don't have a lot of these this week. Uh, tomorrow night we won't have a show because of a slew basketball. Wednesday night, Mike Claiborne and myself will come your way with countdown to uh, opening day. Thursday will be our only full two-hour show this week. And then Friday, no show, as we've got uh, Slew Bilkins basketball again as they are going to be wrapping up their regular season what was probably the most uh, anticipated part of today's Cardinals game was the pregame exchange of lineup cards because CB Bucknor was back umpire in a Cardinals game he umpired the opener on Saturday and if you don't know the background on this uh, before the game got started manager Oliver Marmel went out to exchange lineup cards and uh, exchange pleasantries with the umpires. He extended his hand out to all of the umpires, as is normally the case. The umpires uh, extended their hands back and shook Marmel's hand, except for one, C.B. Bucknor refused to shake Oliver Marmel's hand. And this goes back to an altercation that these two individuals had in a game last year. And the two had not seen each other since that game. And I'll tell you this, in in baseball, especially when you're an umpire, things happen in a game. You go to bed that night, you wake up the next morning, it's a new day, it's a new game, you don't don't hold stuff over. Well, that 
That does not seem to apply to C.B. Bucknorris. He's been holding on to this animosity that he had towards uh, Oliver Marmel for quite some time. So folks in the press box didn't really notice exactly what was going on, could just tell that the uh, exchanging of the lineup cards was taking a little bit longer and just looked a little bit different than normal. So uh, Oliver Marmel was asked about it uh, in the postgame, and he shared that C.B. Bucknor refused to uh, shake his hand. And Marmel went on to say that he already thought that uh, Bucknor was pretty bad at his job as an umpire, but that uh, now he knows that he has no class as a man. All right, so you say that, and you're going to get in. Uh, Major League Baseball is not going to be super happy with you. So fast forward to uh, yesterday, and some questions were asked, and uh, not much was given in terms of conversations he had had with Major League Baseball and things like that. Uh, there was a report out there that Major League Baseball was investigating the incident, but that was about as far as it went. And then we get to the ballpark today, and lo and behold, we figure out that C.B. Bucknor is indeed going to be back umpiring. So in the pregame media session with um, – uh, with Oliver Marmel, he was asked a number of questions. He mostly gave no comments, was not a rude no comment. Uh, he just was not going to comment on it. Rick Hummel of, uh, I guess, now, now uh, I guess, retired Rick Hummel, now a freelancer with the Post-Dispatch and other publications, part of the team over at Claves Online. He and Mike Claiborne are doing some things uh, together. Uh, Rick Hummel, to his credit, he just kept asking questions to, uh, to uh, Oliver Marmel, and, and Ollie would not, uh, would not give much away. Uh, did indicate that he had not received a suspension, I uh, did not really answer the question on whether or not he had received a fine. He was then asked whether or not he would be going out to exchange lineup cards, and all he would say is, well, I do that most games. So I uh, part of me thought he wasn't going to do it. Part of me thought that maybe Major League Baseball had said, you know what, let's um, let's throw some cold water on this whole situation, and let's have you not take the lineup card out just to not have that altercation. But actually, not that there's an altercation, but you know what I mean. Just so, so like things like this, so we're not, you know. So the story doesn't get extended. Although, if he doesn't go out there, maybe that extends the story more than him going out there. He ends up going out there. He uh, shakes the other three umpires' hands first, and then eventually he does extend his hand to C.B. Bucknor, and Bucknor, to his credit, extends his hand back, and uh, the two shake hands. And uh, we played the audio in the last segment where uh, Oliver Marmel said he was brought up in the Cardinals organization to do things the right way. The right way, the right thing to do is to go out, to home plate, exchange lineup cards, and shake hands with the uh, with CB Bucknor, no matter what the circumstances might be. So he was going to do things the right way, and, and kudos to him for that. Like that's a there's a learning lesson in there. I think a lot. Me personally, oh my gosh, I would want to. Uh, there's certain words I'd like to use right now that I can't use on the radio, but uh, there I would like to stick it. I'd like to stick it to CB Bucknor. We'll go with that. I can say stick it on the radio. I'd I'd want to find a way to stick it to him. Like that would be my uh, first reaction to it. And I think you know when you talk about having class as a man, I think that Marmel showing the class that he has. Let's get into the Bucknor stuff though, because this is important. I think this is really important, and this is where I have a hard time. And I I, I also think a, a couple things need to be really clear here. Uh, the other umpires did not like what Bucknor did. They reportedly apologized to Oliver Marmel for C.B. Bucknor's behavior. It's pretty uh, 
Angel Hernandez was one of the umpires. I think Angel Hernandez is a horrible umpire. Sometimes we do this thing where we group in horrible umpire with horrible human being. I can't tell you how many like wonderful things I've actually heard about Angel Hernandez as a guy, but he's a horrible umpire. Like that that's the difference between an Angel Hernandez and the C B Buckner. C B Buckner is a horrible dude, uh, who won't shake hands with Oliver Marmel because he's petty and he's a bad umpire. Angel Hernandez is a horrendous umpire, but he's like he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Uh so that's kind of the difference between um between the two. Um and, and that's just kind of the way things are. So the other umpires, um I don't think they'd ever seen anything like that. They apologized to uh, to Marmel like that is crossing the line and this is why that's crossing the line and this is why I get pretty fired up about it how 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 in the world does CB Bucknor umpire Cardinals games moving forward and look like he's impartial how he wouldn't shake the hand of the manager because of something that happened half a year ago You obviously have animosity towards the manager, so you have animosity towards the team. Every call he makes against the Cardinals from now to the end of time that's like a 50-50 call or just a flat-out bad call, it's going to look like it's being motivated by a grudge. So to me, it's like, well, he, well, he he can't umpire Cardinals games. Well, what if he's umpiring a Cubs game or a Brewers game and they're pushing the Cardinals? Like, they, they you can't um, you can't uh, have him umpire those games. Remember, um, remember Jim Joyce, the guy who blew the call over at first base on the uh, Andres Galarraga almost perfect game. So Jim Joyce and Andres Galarraga uh, wrote a book together. After that book was published, because they went into business together. Jim Joyce was never allowed to umpire a game for the organization that Andres Galarraga was a member of. So there is precedent to pulling umpires off of games and off of teams as a result of uh, some sort of conflict of interest. And I would argue, I would argue vehemently that there is now a conflict of interest when it comes to C.B. Bucknor. I don't, I don't know if Major League Baseball is going to do anything with this. Um, but it's every time we're, we're going to revisit this at some point this year. To me, and, and they're protected by the union. Uh, I, I actually, I, 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 as we can say whatever we want about the umpires union, we can say whatever we want about other umpires. I, I promise you deep down inside, they were very unhappy about this. They there are lines that they are okay with their umpires going up against, but there are some lines that you don't cross. And it is my true belief, and there's going to be people who push back on me on this, but it is my true belief that the umpiring world does not agree with what CB Bucknor did. That he crossed a line. That no, you find the biggest apologist for umpires in the world, and I, I think they're going to have a hard time defending C.B. Bucknor, and I think they'll take it far enough to say that what he did was wrong. But it, to the just to finish off the point of where I was at before, if you take, and they're not going to take him off games, but let's go to like a hypothetical world. If you take him off Cardinals games, well, then you have to take him off games of NL Central teams. And then if down the stretch of the season, the Cardinals have 
are, are fighting the Braves and the Dodgers and the Padres and the Phillies and the Mets for uh, a certain you know seating in the in the playoffs? Do you pull them off those games because they impact the Cardinals? Like it's a it's a domino effect of what you do and and what you can do, and it's just a really 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 bad situation. And shame on CB Bucknor. Shame on CB Bucknor. What? We've all shook hands with people we don't like, with people we don't respect, the people we've got beef with. But, you know, you just got to do it. You just got to do it in the moment. And he wouldn't do it. Shame on him. Oliver Marmel's the bigger man. Uh, But that was something. That was something to be sure. All right, that's it. That's it for this edition of uh, Sports Open Line. We are in Jupiter, Florida. Thanks so much for being tuned in. Uh, tomorrow, Slew Basketball, Mike Claiborne and myself, will be back with you uh, coming up tomorrow or for Wednesday for Countdown to Opening Day. Speaking to me and Claibs, we'll have you for the uh, Cardinals game tomorrow on MLB.com, Cardinals.com, a streaming broadcast. I'm, I'm fired up about getting to do some of these games, uh, broadcast some of these games. I came up as a baseball play-by-play broadcaster. I haven't done it in a while, but uh, pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool that uh, I'm going to uh, be – uh, doing this uh, along with uh, Klaibs, a guy who I just respect a, respect a lot. So the fact that I'm going to be doing this with Klaibs, it's, uh, it's awesome. So hopefully you tuned in. Uh, nonetheless, we'll talk to you on Wednesday night for Countdown to Opening Day here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.